Hey, I'm Scotty from Recharge. On this episode of Hit Subscribe, we're chatting with Jess Toulson, founder and CEO of Mixers, alongside director of operations at Mixers, Kara Atkinson. Mixers is a company built by women for women, driven and dedicated to helping women embrace their time of the month by giving their body the nutrition it needs. We chat about the very personal origins of Mixers and the early days of running a subscription business, we then dive into the brand's decision to migrate over to Recharge, which resulted in thousands of new subscribers in the months that followed. And we also learn about Mixers' vibrant company culture and how they empower their small but thriving team to crush goals and build community. In the words of Kara, We have brave, strong women here that do hard things. So let's get to it. Jess and Kara, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, we're excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk about everything Mixers. Um, before we get ahead of ourselves, why don't we go back to the start? Jess, can you tell us about your own story and how you came to found Mixers? Yes. And Scotty, I love that you asked this question because it's honestly one of my favorite stories to share. And I love to share it because it's such a personal journey. I It's a very personal experience. Mixers stemmed from personal health struggles. So I love that you even asked. Um, I was postpartum with my kids when for the first time in my life, I really started struggling with PMS symptoms and I didn't relate to my friends in my teenage years or even my college years that were missing out on some fun, like events or fun parties or nights out because of their period and just being in pain. I didn't relate to that, but it was when I was postpartum, I was about 27 years old and I really understood what PMS symptoms were. And I had cystic acne. I had the worst cramping. I had a really heavy flow. Scotty, you're amazing. You don't mind hearing all these things. <laughs> I got a sister, a partner, a mom. Yeah. Yeah, don't you I worry. love, I love it. So I just set off on my own health journey because I was so frustrated with getting tossed around from medication to medication mm -hmm. that wasn't solving anything. I wasn't feeling better on these prescriptions. So I really decided to be my own health advocate and find my own solution. And thankfully through so many conversations, I landed on my solution with having a conversation uh, who is now my business partner, Cody Sanders. She was making these herbal concoctions in her home and putting them in gel capsules. And we call her our very own mixers, witch, and she loves that term because it's not to make fun of her. It's to be like, that is amazing that you came up with this. Um, she's a magician. So she challenged me to use these herbs and it was definitely a different approach than I had ever taken to my health. Um, I, we live in a world of instant gratification. So every solution I was searching for was like, what will help me make better, help me feel better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, but she really challenged me to commit to consistency with these herbs. And in the first month, my cycle was a more normal amount of days. I had less cramping the second month. Um, I had less cystic acne and honestly, the painful acne wasn't mm -hmm. there because it would be like under the skin and hurt for a Ugh. few days before my period would even start. That didn't happen. And then it was in the third month that I realized this stuff works because my cycle just came and went. I wasn't raging for a whole week before. Um, I didn't have to like recover from my cycle after and my, my period for the first time in like two and a half years came and went as it should. 
And that's when I approached Cody and said, I know because of my personal conversations with the women in my life that we have to make this accessible because no one had a solution. They all related to my problems, but no one had the solution. And that was when we decided to get to work on learning how to manufacture a product, learning how to launch a company. Um, and that was the very beginning of mixers. Yep. Cody is very like one-on-one focused, like helping people one at a time. And Jess is very entrepreneurial and was like ready to get this to the masses. Uh, and if you're listening right now, and that's, that's the goal is getting this to the masses. I was going to say, if you're listening right now, you're, you're hearing from employee number one that leads us perfectly to Kara. So Kara, can you tell us how you found your way to mixers? Yeah, it was three weeks after the, the launch of mixers. They had 60 subscribers. Um, and I really just believed in it from the start. I was like, I think, I think that they're going to do great things. And I, um, I was working for an agency, like a marketing agency. And I was, um, over their account and just like spent way more time than I should have been on their account. Like, just like I was going to events for them. I was just doing, doing all this stuff for Jess. Cause she was, uh, she was overseas. She was in Spain. Mm-hmm. So I was the feet on the ground here for a little bit. And it was just growing, looking back, it was growing really slowly, but it felt like it was growing, um, really, really fast. And, um, so we did that for about nine months before I came onto mixers full time and things really started to move. And when you guys started the sub was subscriptions always part of the plan, like right from the outset. Yeah, it actually was because we figured with a product that's based around periods, women are having um, a monthly cycle. So let's make this as easy as we can and take the thought out of purchasing um, a product every single month. And so it actually was set up to be a subscription based company from the beginning. I will truly tell you, Scotty, I didn't know the true potential that mixers had at the time. I love to hear that. Let's, let's talk about that a bit. You walk away from this first like launch event, you get 60 subscribers. You're feeling on top of the world and things are great. <laughs> yes, we did. We felt like, oh my gosh, 60 people subscribed to her time. <laughs> we can do this. This is what's going down. Yeah. But then I went in an earlier conversation, you guys mentioned that it was about June, 2020, which I think is a few months later that it really started to feel like this is the start of mixers. This is us doing it. So what was that change? What was it about that time that um, like brought it all together? Yeah. To what Kara had said earlier, like I was going and coming and going from Europe, I'd be gone for 10 months and come back to the States for two months. And so we launched mixers in the end of Q4 the end of Q4 in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I left, I went back to Europe. And then due to the pandemic, my family and I, we moved home from Europe and like landed back in Utah. It was a big life change for us. Mm -hmm. We decided that we were going to stay stateside. Um, And we also had seen a lot of organic traction for mixers. And so it was at that time that I made the decision, um, A, I'm going to pluck this awesome girl, Kara, from this agency, because I knew that she was the person behind the scenes over there actually putting in all the work. And I could sense in all of our meetings, um, that she was the one doing all the work and the one that was invested really in mixers. Um, but maybe at her position, wasn't getting the credit that she was due. So I, I sensed that 
asked her if she would come over and jump all in on mixers. And she did. And I created a little drama in doing that. And I didn't care because I knew that mixers needed Kara. And that was when June, 2020. Yep. June, 2020, we both were like, let's go all in. What is mixers? What are we doing? And that's what yeah, I'd love to talk a bit about that because here's one of my favorite quotes that you said earlier. It was, so probably around this time, we don't have a ton of money, but we can provide a feeling. And I've looked at the Mixer site itself and I've sensed that feeling, but I'd love to hear in your own words, what is that feeling that Mixers gives off? Yeah, so something really important to Mixers is that we can create a sense of belonging for free. We don't have the biggest budget. We don't have the most, um, we don't have a huge team. We don't have a massive HQ. We're not, um, there's just so many things that we could focus on that we're not, but what we love to focus on is what we are. And what we are is that we're a safe space. We provide connection, we provide community, and we can provide belonging for women. Um, and all of that is free. And mixers can provide that without a massive budget. And so that's something that brings us to the core in our decision-making for mixers as we're trying to like make improvements to the company because we're always trying to improve. There's always room to improve. But like what decisions need to be made that still keep us at our core of like community and happiness and joy and empowerment for women in their health journey. Yep. People are always surprised when they hear how big our team is, how small our team is. Um, we're, we're a team of 18 and not, not all of them are even full-time, um, employees that, I mean, we're doing big things over here. So we, we do a good job of making ourselves look like we're a bigger team than we are. (laughs) Speaking of looking at yourself and seeing ways you can improve Kara, let's go to what is it like summer 2021? And you're looking at your current subscription program and the tech stack you got going on. Um, and I know you have to go to Jess with a question that's um, a little daunting, but something you need to happen. <laughs> so what was that conversation yeah. about? Oh, I, I knew in my core somewhere that we needed to switch off of our, our WordPress WooCommerce uh, tech stack that we had. It just wasn't going to be scalable. And I was learning that as we were redesigning our website and I'm like, this is just not going to fly. It was just janky. That's the only like a word. It just, it just wasn't, wasn't right. Wasn't smooth. And I'm like, we might have to do this switch, which was just completely overwhelming. Anytime I had the thought we would just be like, Nope, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out until um, we finally made the decision, like it's time if we're going to scale, we need, uh, we need a functioning website, um, that can, you know, have great conversion rates and we're, we feel comfortable driving traffic there and spending money on traffic there. So, um, we made the decision to go to Shopify. And then after that decision was made, we, uh, we had to pick our, we had to pretty much redo our tech stack because, uh, because of the integrations. So we needed a new subscription company and, uh, to migrate all of our woo subscription, uh, subscribers over to, uh, what we ended up choosing, which was recharge. Um, 
And so that was, that was a whole journey on its own. And it definitely, definitely paid off. Um, she had to go on a whole journey also convincing me that we should do this. So like she, <laughs> she did all the like, you know, demos and decision-making like for the benefits of the company. And then she also had to like do all the demos and conversations and like heart to hearts with me. Cause being the CEO, I, CEO, I was like, Kara, to me, this sounds like there's a chance we'll wake up and like, we'll have lost oh. all of our subscribers. And sorry, how many subscribers did we have at that time? Uh, we had 9,000 active subscribers that we brought over mm-hmm. and I just, I had to reassure her and I was kind of reassuring myself at the same time. Cause I was like, I've never done this before or anything really close to it. So she's like, are you sure we're not going to lose our customers? I'm like, uh-huh. Yes, but, sure. but no, like <laughs> we're not sure, but yeah. we're really going to try not to. <laughs> and, and Kara's being so humble, but, um, I would like to bring up that she did all of this alone. We had gotten quite a few, um, proposals from agencies and some people that could kind of just take this project on. And at the time it wasn't something that was in our budget. It was something that like, of course, like we're in agreement now that this transition uh, should happen, but like these proposals we can't afford. So Mm -hmm. what Kara is being so humble about is that she also then tackled the project on her own with a UX designer and, um, and a developer and a developer, like not agency resources, not a pass off, not, it was like hand in hand, Kara driving the project and she dominated it. Thank you. And immediately we saw huge results from making the change. Yeah. It, it was like 4,000 extra subscribers, like in the first couple of months, it was pretty, pretty wild to see like immediate um, growth from just having, um, having a a better website and having, um, a smooth process for our subscribers. I love to hear that. Yeah. I can only imagine the terror of knowing you're going to have to migrate thousands of subscribers. And of course, yeah, that fear would play with me too, of like, what's going to happen if they just disappear, we're going to be screwed. So, Mm -hmm. so happy you guys came to recharge though. So happy to see you guys scaling so effectively. It's just been awesome to see. Let's talk a bit about that growth. What do you attribute? I know you mentioned the community, the feeling, but what do you attribute a lot of that growth to, um, whether it's influencer marketing, whether it's word of mouth, what do you find, uh, really drives the growth for you guys? Um, something, something that I love about mixers, it's so nice to work here because whatever, effort we put in to spreading the word, I feel like it's just like amplified, like we'll do something. And like, it, it is such a viral product, like a product that takes away period pain. Like it's such a viral product that like we put some money in, we do something and like, it just seems to, to come back in folds. So like, um, we're, we're grateful for that. And that's our, that's our word of mouth. Like, cause people are ready to feel better. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like we're women are at a point where they're like, no more, I am not okay with this. And then they're quickly willing to purchase mixers because they hear about something that can provide hope. And, um, they hear thankfully now, um, from the thousands and thousands of women that love her time specifically that it works. So like women are so ready to buy, um, 
mixers yeah. products. They're yeah. just ready for the change, honestly. Yeah. But the, the things that we've done, influencer marketing, we've grown our affiliate program. Mm-hmm. Um, we've grown our product line. We have now launched, um, we have nine great products that uh, help women with different areas of their health. And, um, we've just been listening to our community, listening to what they struggle with. And these, a lot of these products that we have launched, they're not out there. We don't have competitors for several of our products. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just, yeah. So opening up different channels, uh, to, to grow the company. Mm -hmm. And, and a fun transition that we've seen, honestly, within the last six months, not because we have like an, a long history of mixers, but it's been really fun to transition the last six months into mixers, having our own powerhouse voice. We used to have to rely really heavily on our affiliates and that, that influencer marketing, which we love. And we're so grateful for women that have like used their voice to help us grow mixers and to, um, normalize period conversations like alongside us, but it's been really nice to also fill this transition of mixers has a voice that's very powerful and very loud. And people are listening to just us. Um, and we're seeing that transition in ourselves. It used to be that we were like 80% influencer marketing revenue. Um, and that's, heavily transitioned, which is, we still are so grateful for influencer marketing. And we still do a lot to develop those relationships and to keep those relationships. But it's fun to know that like, as a brand, we're building momentum as well. I loved hearing about in a previous conversation, we were talking about the influencer marketing, but really just talking about opening up and being vulnerable and how I was going to say, maybe it feels a little different now. I know it wasn't, but I'm, there is still so much more we can do, but um, Jess, you, you opened up about your own struggle and then how that helped you find mixers and founding it. And then just, you shared how moving it is to see other people say like me to me too. I'm also going yeah. through this. I don't want to have shame anymore about this. Um, what's it like for you as the founder to hear those stories? Oh, well, it, first of all, when we launched mixers, it was like pulling teeth, trying to get, um, some of the first to talk about their periods on their social media, because like Kara said, like we don't have competitors out there yet, which we're, we don't run a fear, a fear-based company. It's we're ready to just keep having our, doing our own thing and being unique in certain ways. But in the beginning, Scotty, it was really hard for us to get women to turn their camera in selfie mode and record stories talking about their periods. What happened though, was a handful of women ran full speed at it. I shared my story with them. I told them why mixers, why her time. And they were like, great. My audience needs to hear this too. And I'm sick of feeling this way. So I'll put my voice behind it. And it really like, it was amazing to see like, how even like you say a viral product also viral energy it's like all of a sudden instead of us trying to like beg for people to talk about mixers it changed and now they're coming to us to talk about mixers because they want to jump in and change the conversations around period health too i had someone email me yesterday (laughs) this is so funny yesterday that i had reached out to two years ago asking her to post about us and she was like I didn't even see this. I'm so sorry. Can, can I work with you guys? I'm like, let's see what we can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah it, it makes me cry when, um, 
a influencers. We've changed their lives, but it makes me cry because we do have interactions with women, with teenagers, with people crying over what mixers has done for them. And it's very rewarding and it fuels us to also keep going because it's very hard work as well. I love to hear that. I love to hear people opening up and feeling safer. Um, this is coming out in March. It is Women's History Month. And then you mentioned it before, this team of 18 badass women. I'd love to talk about uh, what stands out about your culture the most. Because um, it is, like you said, predominantly women at your company, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, maybe from both of you, what's the thing that stands out most about like working in this company of like empowering women? Yeah. Something that stands out very like immediately to me is um, we've had a very successful 2021 and an easy assumption for people to make when they hear about our success is that, oh, you must have a team that has so much experience. And that's one of my most favorite things to tell people is like, we run a very young mm -hmm. team for most, this is a first job or they've come off from an internship and entered into mixers. But what that tells me is that we have a team of women that are like, no one can tell us. No, no goal is too big. There's no dream. That's too big because they don't come from other environments that are like work environments that are like, uh, no, I don't like that idea. No, we're not going for that goal. It doesn't make sense. We're over here. Like, why not? Why not us? Why can't we succeed? Why can't we do it our way? And that's something I love is that we just have like a gritty goal-driven team and like a hungry young team. And I don't mean young as in like, they're not talented, like very talented, very willing to learn team. And I think it's, I think that's a huge part of our success. And just so like, you know, Scotty, this mixers is my first job too. So it's fun because we don't have all these previous experiences to be like, oh, we should be doing this. It's like, Hey, we'll learn as we go. And I, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I, I don't have much to add. Like we have gotten very lucky in our hiring and who we've been able to find and, and bring on as, because each employee is crucial when we are this small and this, mm -hmm. this early in our company company, like we don't have room for, for someone to come and throw off our culture, productivity, everything. And, um, and we have, we have gotten lucky and we've figured, figured out kind of our, our process there, but it, we have brave, strong women here that do hard things. Mm -hmm. And I'm so proud of all of them and what we've can accomplish together. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Anymore. I do not mean this question to sound cringy at all, but I had asked it previously and I absolutely adored your answers. So I'd love to ask it again, uh, which women in your own lives have inspired you, um, whether it's in your career or your, your life, but which women stand out the most that have inspired you? Um, I'll go first. I, I have an entrepreneurial mother. She, um, she started a quilting business. She's so cute. <laughs> She's so she great. is so cute. She started a quilting business when I was young, probably eight. And, uh, I got kicked out of my bedroom to make room for her massive sewing machine that she bought. It was a long arm quilting machine. And so I shared a room for like four years after that because the sewing machine took up my space and I saw her working her butt off all the time and, um, and still is. So that's mine. Yeah. You do have a darling mom. 
I feel like this is so cliche, but I'm actually also going to share my mother, but for a little bit of a different reason. Um, my mom, I grew up in a home where my, my mom was a stay at home mom. She was there full time. She wasn't running a business. However, there's been many, um, things that my mother taught me in my childhood that have really helped me in growing mixers. And I think what my mom did for me in my childhood and like upbringing was that my mom instilled the confidence in me, um, to really like believe in me being capable of doing anything. She also like I know you said a woman, but I feel like I have to also throw in there like my parents. Um, they did a really good job. And this is something that we feel regularly over at Mixers is my parents did a really good job of raising me to know what respect feels like and what I should demand in treatment from others. And the only reason I bring that up is because we have a lot of people rooting for us. And that is so amazing. We feel very supported at Mixers, but we run into frequently situations that are actually really tough and we get discredited because we're a team of 18 women and um, doesn't mean everyone doesn't respect us. It doesn't mean that we're out there to be like, everyone hates us. We're going to prove ourselves. Like, it's not even that we're running this like on anger, but we have experiences that are tough to get through. And I, I have to go back to like my upbringing and being able to recognize like, this isn't respect. This isn't what myself nor this incredible team should feel like in business. So we won't allow this type of treatment. And, and, and it comes from that upbringing of my parents helping me know like what respect should feel like. So Jess has kicked people out of our office before. <laughs> I actually have. I actually have. You've mentioned, Kara. Yeah, you mentioned that the mama bear energy comes out, the protective yep. over the brand, over the people. Yeah. I, re I really do. And it takes a lot to get me to be spicy. But man, you like disrespect <laughs> these incredible women in here and like nothing triggers me faster. Yep. <laughs> I'll do it for my kids and I'll do it for the team here. <laughs> she goes, do we have a problem here? <laughs> And That's I'm like, it's line. funny because like Scotty, I'm not even really like spicy. Like no, I'm no. not confrontational, but like I feel like we're women on a mission, and like there is no reason to not take us seriously. And some on some occasions, people don't. And so I will be the first to let people head to the door <laughs> and they can go and do business elsewhere. Yeah. Don't get in our way. Stay out of our yeah. way if you're going to try yes. and block us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They, you know, sometimes people don't take all this pink seriously, but they for sure should. <laughs> they do after, do we have a problem here? They yes. certainly do. Well, we're running... <laughs> We're running a little short on time here, but I just wanted to um, give you guys a moment. What's next for Mixers? What are you guys doing um, for the rest of 2022? Do you have any products or launches on the horizon? Oh, we have big goals for 2022. Yeah, uh, we're we're very very excited. Um, we last year we branched branched into doing a bunch of events. We did community events. And, uh, this year we're kind of taking that to the next level and we are trying to get 
to these women face to face and throw parties. And so that's a big part of what we're doing in 2022 is like getting to more people. We really believe in our current um, product lineup and we are adding a couple more fun things that we are really, really excited to, but they, they really are their additions to what is incredible that we want in people's hands. And honestly, Scotty, it's like, I feel like we should have this like huge reveal of what we're doing in 2022 but I'm happy to tell you, like, we're doing more of what we've been doing. Like things we've been doing in 2021 are working and we just want to do them bigger and more and just repeat what's working. And like, why, if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know, yeah. sticking with that process, keeping the momentum going. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to hear it. And, and I mean, we do have things that we have to quickly pivot from and make improvements, but like, there are like elements of the community that just work. And that's what fuels us all. And it really, um, it's inspiring for us to all keep going. So that's where we're keeping our focus is on our, on our honest, on our loyal consumers. Yeah. Also who knows what we'll really end up doing because we, uh, (laughs) we made some, we did some big projects in 2021 that we were not expecting. And so, um, we're excited to see what the year brings us. We're yeah, planning episode, as much as we can. <laughs> episode 2.0, we might be like, Scotty, remember that question you asked about 2022? And we're like, oh, more of the same. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> Just made Kara do a website 4.0 in 2022. Yeah. Here's what we ended up doing. We're now on the moon. It's great. Yeah, yeah exactly. But to, like Scotty with recharge, like we have massive goals for like numbers of subscribers, um, for 2022 and they're big lofty goals that we really are committing ourselves to achieving. So, well, I've known you guys just a very little time, but I feel confident to say you guys are going to smash those goals. It's going to be a great year for you guys. Thank you. Virtual high five, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we wanted to thank you guys so much for joining us on Hit Subscribe, and we wish you both and all of Mixers the best of luck for 2022. Thank you. Thanks, Scotty. We want to thank Jess and Kara for joining us. If you're interested in Mixers, check out Mixers.com. And if you're looking for more of our episodes, check us out at RechargePayments.com slash Hit Subscribe.